This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's Giving Tuesday, and frankly, I was just trying to count the number of solicitations in my inbox and uh, lost count before the break was over. And this is a day that started in the U.S. It's the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and it's a movement to create an international day of charitable giving at the beginning of the holiday season, kind of an antidote to all that shopping and consumerism. Last year, Canadians donated nearly $10 million on this day. So are you planning to open your wallet today, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And with so many causes and organizations, how do we know which ones are worthy of our hard-earned money? How do you decide? Let's go to Kate Bain, who is the Managing Director of Charity Intelligence. Hello, Kate. Hello, Libby. So, um... What do you find? Are people really embracing this uh, Giving Tuesday movement, or uh, are people taking a more kind of measured approach? It's definitely still in the movement phase when we're talking about $10 million. Canadians give, you know, north of $17 billion each year. So for $10 million to go on Giving Tuesday, uh, it, it's, still, it's still new, it's still emerging. It's still pretty much a hashtag and an Instagram. But it is an important kickoff to the final 35 days of the giving season. The giving season is when, you know, some charities receive 40 to 50% of their annual donations. And what we at Charity Intelligence really hope is that this isn't just a day of hashtags and Instagrams, but this is a day when we as donors can think and reflect on our giving and the change each of us hopes to see in the world. Uh, yeah, and it's it's a good day to think. I mean, I, so for instance, I, I haven't uh, gotten around to making my decisions for this year and and. Personally, I'm not going to do it based on the stuff I'm getting in my inbox. I want to make a kind of a more serious determination about where my money should go. So what should people think about? People are thinking, like, just like, it's, it's almost the act of just thinking about your giving. So often, and maybe this was, you know, in the past, Giving was just a knee-jerk reaction. Somebody asked you to support them. I'm doing a run at the office or, you know, it's, a, it's an office campaign or something. And everybody just said yes and just gave, not recognizing that, you know, giving is very personal. And think about the causes that really matter to you. And like you, so many people have completely changed their way of giving. They're putting a lot of thought into it. They are looking for details. They're looking for a breakdown of specific uh, of specifics on where the dollar goes. They don't want all the emails. They don't want all the, the sort of glossy reports. They want to look for actual pro- proven solutions to a problem. And Canadians are really looking for impact. They want to know how a donation is making an impact. So we're seeing this 
huge shift in momentum to be making informed and intelligent giving decisions. Uh, Okay, and there are various ideas about how you do that. I know that a lot of people get very upset when they see that a charity spends a lot of money on uh, administration and fundraising. In other words, they spend a lot of money on salaries, they spend a lot of money on uh, getting their events together. But people say, no, you, you, you shouldn't look at how much they spend, but how much do they make, and what the impact is of what they make. And um, there are different ways of measuring that. There are indeed, and it's definitely a nuanced discussion. Yes, it's great to have a fundraising event that costs, you know, $100,000, and let's say it only brings in $50,000 net profit. That's a very expensive fundraising. We're looking for charities to be, you know, more productive. How can you do... How can you do better? Because at the end of the day, there's only so much giving you and I have. It is a finite resource. And it's just sort of donors are getting upset with sort of runaway costs and the sort of endless fundraising that it doesn't really matter, you know, the cost be damned as long as we raise our profile in the community. And donors are really pushing back on that and saying, no, thank you. I don't want to go to another black tie event. I really want my giving, you know, in a check to a charity to go where it can do the most good. Tell me about the results you are achieving. Tell me about the programs. Canadians, we have seen so many problems and whether it be homelessness or some donors are passionate about animal shelters, people are just sort of really thinking about their giving and sort of what are the causes they are passionate about and then doing their research onto, like, into the charity, understanding how does it operate, how does it spend money, and finding the charities that they really feel confident about giving. To. What about money spent to, quote, raise awareness to get, I mean, there are, you know, uh, north of 85,000 charities in this country, and you have to get on people's radar before you get them to embrace your cause. And I think as donors, we need to really think about which are the charities on our radar. Is it just the loudest? Is it just the charities who are spending the most money on marketing? And are those really the causes that matter to us? What about the other charities who aren't as loud, who don't have the same resources, and yet are on the front lines in our town? And that's where donors sort of need to be more active. Rather than passively responding to the charities that are asking you for money, open your eyes, look around, you know, look at the needs in, in the city and understand, you know, you know what, I really do care about that. I want to look at, you know, two or three or four homeless shelters. I want to see how they measure up to each other, and I want to find the one that best sort of serves what matters to me. Well, I think it also, to a certain extent, depends on the sector. So, uh, say, uh, that I want to give to some health charities. Well, most of the ones are... Are they're pretty big, and they 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 have big expenses, but they're the ones that, in my opinion, also deliver. And 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 that's great. And many people give to the hospital where they have been treated as a patient. But there is a remarkable difference between you know hospitals in downtown Toronto, sick kids, or Sunnybrook, or St. Mike's. 
if you care about healthcare, have a look at those reports that, that we've written on those hospital foundations. There's a great deal of diversity. And if you're thinking about healthcare, what about palliative care? What about the elderly? What about street health that's working, you know, down on the front lines in the homeless shelters? So, Yes, be passionate about healthcare, that's great. And if you just want to give to the, you know, charities that serve you and sort of pay them back, that's one thing. But if you want to be active about your giving, there are lots of different options that a donor should review. And what are the things that you measure specifically? So at Charity Intelligence, when we do our research reports, and we have over 760 charities reported on our website, we're looking at four things. We're looking at financial transparency, we're looking at the, the donor accountability. How good are the annual reports? Are they beefy? Do they have a lot of details? Do they inform donors about what other programs and the results a charity is, uh, is achieving? We look at the financial ratios. We measure how much of every dollar you donate goes to the cause. And we also look at the balance sheet. Is this a rich charity or a poor charity? Does it have many millions of dollars in the bank that it can go for the next five years without fundraising another dollar? Or is it really raising dollars to sort of keep the lights on? And then we also look at impact. Now, we haven't done impact in the healthcare charities yet. That's slated for 2019 to come through. But looking at those four variables, that's how we do our rating. And we've got four-star charities and, you know, three-star, two-star, one-star charities. Yeah, and it's interesting that you mentioned charities that need money to keep the lights on because often one thing that people can do uh, to make themselves feel better about their gift is you, you can designate your gift and you can say, um, <clears throat> such as I would have said, I want all the money I'm giving you to go to research. And it, it can be very difficult for these charities to actually get money that they can use to keep the lights on. And, and some charities do have to pay the utility bills and some charities don't. And, and that's a fascinating thing. If you're a hospital foundation, you are within the hospital, which is funded by the government. And, you know, you, you, you don't have the same pressures. You don't have to pay as much rent. You don't have to pay utilities. So there is a lot of difference between charities in Canada. And, yes, if, if you feel passionately about something, designate your donation. But also you may want to consider just making it a gift of, you know, wherever the, the the need is greatest. It, it, it depends upon what type of charity you will be supporting. Uh, I just want to, um, a couple more things before we go. So first of all, as we know, Zoomers are uh, basically the most generous demographic, and uh, people over 65 give an average of $643 annually, which is uh, very nice. Now, I saw a statistic that really surprised me, and it says uh, that... Uh, Canadian charities only get a small percentage, and I'm looking it up now, of their money from receipted donations. Yes, because in Canada, like our hospitals, thank goodness, that's government-funded. And all of our public schools are government-funded. And our universities, yes, they get some from fees from university students. Yes, they get some money from donations, but they're largely government-funded. We don't have a private public system like other countries would have. So when you're thinking about a charity, we don't often think of our universities being charities, or we don't think of our 
uh, school boards being charities, and those are entirely government-funded. And yes, the government is the largest funder. So the interesting thing is, is that if private giving is only about 10% of the revenue going into all the charities, how can we make sure that that 10% is given intelligently and has the biggest impact possible. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Kate Bain from Charity Intelligence. And uh, so, people, if uh, you're motivated to give some money today, it's Giving Tuesday, but check out the charity before you do that. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.